morning, everyone. Uh, once again, Maker That Money is live here on the YouTubes, 9 a.m. Pacific, every Friday, just about every Friday. This is actually, we missed last <laughs> Friday, so I can't say every Friday. But uh, welcome, everyone. If you're new to the stream, this is the podcast where we, uh, Andrew Mayhall of 3D Gloop and Pooch of Repcord, that's my medieval title, uh, talk about <laughs> turning your hobby into your jobby, right? So going from being a maker to a maker entrepreneur, which uh, is quite the adventure and uh, mm -hmm. uh, fraught with with peril <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> but uh, we love it and we wouldn't have it any other way. So welcome to us. Uh, I've seen some familiar faces in the chat. Alex Gibson, John Strand, Rob, uh, Rob Enk, 954, the Porg. Logo. Welcome, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you're listening back and you're like, what is he talking about? We record, like I said, every Friday, just about every Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific. And uh, using the chat on our YouTube stream is a great way to interact with us during the stream. So if you want to get in and get involved and have a say, uh, we welcome that. Please do join us. The other way you can join us is with the Maker That Money hotline. Uh, we do have like a call-in system. So if you want to actually talk to us, you're certainly welcome to try. Operators are standing by. <laughs> uh, for, so first of all, ha Happy New Year to everybody. I know we're like technically two weeks in, but this is our first stream of 2023. Uh, I was off last week because I was at CES, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, a lot of fun. Wish I had a couple more days uh, to see some stuff. Uh, got to go with my buddy Joel to uh, do some recording and check out some 3D printing stuff. Not a terribly big 3D printing show, um, but there was a couple things there and, uh, got to meet some new people cool. and interact with people and got to walk the show a little bit, but, uh, the show's grown considerably, Andrew, since I've been, I think eight years ago was the last time I went, uh, okay. and, and, uh, they've got two venues now. I'm not sure when they started doing that, but, uh, the, the traditional location has been the Las Vegas convention center. And okay. uh, they've since added the uh, Venetian Convention Center, which is right on the Strip, which is super nice and convenient. And that's where actually the majority of the stuff that we were uh, filming was. So it was like we could just walk, awesome. walk across the street and go there and didn't have to worry about taking a monorail or a Uber or any of that yeah. stuff. So that was kind of cool. But I uh, saw some interesting stuff. And again, like it would have been nice to, to see a little bit more. But, you know, good excuse to go back next year. Always fun to see fun new technology uh i love these kind of shows i know a lot of people are like eh, I, could, <laughs> I could care less yeah um you know there's a huge commercial aspect to it all but that's kind of the point mm -hmm. and uh so yeah so that was good so that's why we didn't record last week um but we're here we're back 2023 and what better way than to kick off with a new year's episode with new you talk about oh, yeah. new year's resolutions for your business, right? So we have our personal resolutions mm -hmm. and businesses are really no different. Like, you know, there's the things that we did well last year and there's the things we didn't do so mm -hmm. well last year and there's the things that we want to do better. And we're going to talk about all those things today. And I hope you guys are willing to share your feels on it as well. Courtney, uh, it's good to see you. This is the same tiled background we always use, Courtney. I don't know why it messes with you. We got this kind of stained glass thing going on behind us. 
Um, yeah, because we don't want you to see what's what's behind the wanna, green screen. You don't want to <laughs> see what's going on back here. It's a hot, hot mess. Hot mess. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, let's see. John asked, "How was Vegas? Did you do it? I, I, this, I did not. I think this is the first time I went to Vegas and did not gamble at all." Which is fine. Oh yeah, because I don't have money to afford to lose on on gambling. What do they say? What's the saying? Uh, gambling is a tax on people that are bad at math, or I think the lottery is technically oh. the tax on people that yeah. are bad at math. Uh, no, it's fun though, and I, I I do enjoy it from time to time. But not this time. It was a short trip, so no gambling this time, John. Oh, Courtney is <laughs> sick. So sorry you're sick, Courtney. We hope you feel better. We're sending good energy and vibes your way so that you heal up. Hopefully, nothing serious. Andrew, I've been I've been yes, just sir. chattering away. <laughs> How have you been this week, this year? How's your year? How's your 2023 going so far? Uh, so far, so good. Um, you know, things are great. Uh, we closed out 2022 uh, with a bang. Uh, it was our biggest year in growth yet. So, you know, that's, that's awesome. always exciting. Congrats yep. on that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, you know, that's uh that's kind of hopefully carrying some of that momentum forward into 2023. That's that's my goal. Uh, you know, we'll get into the the resolutions, if you will, in a bit. Um, but yeah, no, the the start of 2023 has been it's been pretty good. Um, you know, definitely can't complain. <laughs> nice. You have any uh, like high level insights you can share in terms of like percentage growth? Like, I, we don't need rev numbers or anything specific. If you sure. Don't want to, yeah. But just give people a sense so, of like where were you in 2021 and how did you where'd you go 2022? Yeah. So in 22, we saw a 105 percent growth over 21. That's so awesome. we okay 105 yep. percent. Okay, so. See now the mm -hmm. percentage increase versus percentage like those are two different like because some people would say yeah. well isn't doubling like a two hundred percent I think it depends on sure. how you're doing your math but you're saying you it's doubled you revenue mm -hmm. that's fantastic yeah, we doubled man. revenue uh, yep. Yep. you're moving the right direction I think I shared with you guys a couple of weeks ago that we unfortunately went I, I had so many ambitions and uh, we're going to talk about more details on this but. We went mm -hmm. the, we went the wrong way. We contracted uh, a little bit. Um, oh no, <laughs> due to probably a number of different factors. You know, me, my lack of uh, attachment to reality, perhaps, and uh, um, <laughs> you know, too many irons in the fire, spreading ourselves too thin. But we'll go into that. But let's. It's not about me right now. It's about you. Two hundred percent or doubling your rev is fantastic yep. growth. Uh, and we're going to get into yep. the, the the mechanics of why I hope I mean, like maybe talk about like some of the initiatives that you put in place that allowed you to do that. And um, mm -hmm. uh, th that's kind of what we're all about today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's also share some wins. Did, yes. did you have any wins so far? <laughs> <sighs> let's let's see. Um, certainly there's always there's always wins. Um I'll take I'll, I'll do the uh the the, the uh, well, I'll call it a backdoor win in the sense that it's like okay. it felt like a loss <laughs> but then I came up with a plan to fix the thing that we screwed up so I'll take that as my win. So um we're in the midst of a rev change for our uh storage box product the rep box that we sell and mm -hmm. I I dread <laughs> It's it's funny because <laughs> You would think change would be good, right? It's like there's a number mm -hmm. of reasons that we do revision changes. And we've reached a level of maturity where, like, functionally, like, 
we're not adding a lot of new features and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, revisions these days are, are typically based on like some necessity of, uh, constraints of supply chain, unfortunately. So, um, okay. We, (laughs) we, we ended up, uh, having a supplier of our panel material become unreliable and the pricing like skyrocketed Mm. and we said, I can't do that anymore. Okay. So we, we tried to figure out, okay, how can we do a redesign so that we can like, it's still try to keep the price where it's at and not. And it is such a painful project process trying to keep a flywheel moving and then changing while we're going, because it's like, I need the revenue from sales to keep coming in. We can't just like stop. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, like people don't want to, you guys have probably seen it when, you know, you know, a new iPhone's coming out or a new, anything that is traditionally updated. And like people like sit on their wallets and stop buying because they don't want to pay for something that's going to be the older version. The funny thing with our thing is Mm -hmm. it's like, you're not getting a, a better camera or any of this other stuff. It's like mostly change that is um, has to do with like our fabrication process or like making it easier for us to fabricate or making the assembly time mm-hmm. maybe a little bit faster, but functionally it's not changing. So there's like a major messaging issue that we struggle with around like, no, no, no. Like I know it says it's 2.5 instead of 2.3, but functionally it's not, not, it's not going to matter to you. Like if you bought the two, three, sure. it's the same, same thing. Mm-hmm. Mostly. Yeah. But anyway, uh, in the process of going through rev change, every time you just move one little thing, there's this incredible domino mm-hmm. effect that seems to happen. And we have a simple, relatively simple product product. Um, mm-hmm. but even with something where there's, there's 32, 31 or 32 cut laser cut panels, there's probably, a uh, you know, another 30 printed parts and then, you know, kitted stuff. Sure. So, you know, when you move a hole here, like it changes the geometry of like, does the printed part have to update? And we're trying to maintain some degree of backwards compatibility. So we don't have to update all these other things. So long story short, <clears throat> ended up like accidentally, like combining like half of a panel set of old rev with new and, oh no and didn't realize it so it's like every time we make a change like the only way to know for sure is to like yep upload it to the laser cutter cut it put it to some put it together make sure it's correct and i keep mm-hmm. falling into these things where it's like well i just i'll just nudge this one thing and i know that that it's going to be fine and the truth is like sometimes i don't realize like i accidentally bumped something else in the product process and stuff oh so no like, <laughs> you have to let yeah so anyway it ended up being um a pain we discovered it thankfully we discovered it we think before we shipped any of these out so we created a hot fix and pulled some stuff had to like de-kit some things and all that stuff but oh no wasn't as bad as we thought had a good workaround it'll all work out fine so i'll, I'll say problem solving was not feeling great early in the week, feeling a lot better that we have a plan at least now. So that's um, that's my win. I'm going to share. <laughs> okay. Long, long way Well, there. that's good. What is your win, my friend? <laughs> oh, well, um I guess uh, I guess I'd have to say we got uh, at the end of uh 22, we got a brand new label printer. Um and for Labels. all of Yeah, for all of the glute products. So, um moving forward, uh, we were, you know, the plan was, is that all of our products were actually going to start coming with serial number and batch identification numbers on the products themselves. 
Um, and, uh, you know, this, this printer, we waited like six, eight, nine months for, I can't remember. It's a long time because it was a custom built printer for us for this specific application. So it's a little bit of a, a win from, you know, back in, uh, the end of 22, but, uh, we just got it all set up. We started playing with it, started, you know, uh, printing on our labels. So it's, it looks cool. It's pretty cool. Is it, is it, is yeah. it operational or are you, are you it's, part of the regular it's process? It's operational operational like we got it hooked up (laughs) um we're still working on the back-end database and and everything else like let me tell you guys um growing from just a startup where we would make glue in in the basement and you know in small batches to now having to control batches to you know document everything there's a massive change and like now we're getting into like insurance requires us to have batch identification so if we have you know um like a bad batch that gets out we have a recall way like a way of recalling and calling out specific bottles um and so implementing all of this you know tech while it seems simple it's it's pretty complicated and it's quite involved but Mm. um you know, we're figuring it out. <laughs> well, you know, so. this is this is a common theme that we talk about is the the, the plight of the maker. I don't know uh, how to quite. We need to button this up for like the mm-hmm. T-shirt thing, but it's like making one and making ten thousand of something are completely different things. And you're 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 mm-hmm. honing in on exactly the the challenge of that. That mm-hmm. as a maker, we get excited about wanting to just make cool stuff and do, do that. And like, yep. we do a project and then we want to do another project and we do it. And, but when you're talking about taking that thing and then scaling it up and all mm-hmm. the little things that come with like actually turning it into a business venture, like a lot yep. of those things are not sexy to makers, right? Like it just feels like a drag. Like we just want to focus on doing the cool, innovating making. Like I want to launch the 20 products that are in my head. Um, yeah, I would love nothing more than to just like, be like, oh, then this product and this product and this product. But like, as you scale, as you grow, and as you have to like actually produce and ship these things, you realize like there are all of these mechanics in place that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that make that really challenging. And for us, it's like, we can get the product out relatively quickly, but then doing an, a good comprehensive build guide, documenting everything like that yep. stuff is such a drag, man. Like I've always Tell joked, me about it. <laughs> I've always joked. I'm like, can I just put products up for sale? And then I will give you guys a discount. If you just figure out how to put it together on your own. Like, I don't want to build the build guide. Like it's not hard. You can, you're, you're all makers. You can do it, which is funny because like, that's, where all the customer support problems come from. Like people are like, Oh yeah, I can, I don't need to read the manual. I'll build it. And then they get up yeah. cause they broke something or they didn't put it together. Right. And it takes them five times as long or so it's like, these are all necessary yeah. things, but they're a drag just like the accounting and the, like the things that mm-hmm. we don't want to focus on. It's like, I want to find somebody else to handle all the things that I don't want to do. Cause I want to just make yeah. cool stuff. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, you get excited. We get excited about having new tools and automation systems in place that are going to hopefully make life easier and kind of up mm-hmm. our game and make it look more professional and, you know, be able to yeah, do serial numbers. And that, that opens up new opportunities, right? If you want to be brick and mortar, yep. if you want to, like, there's going to be certain legal requirements at certain sizes where you have to do these things. Yep. Um, exactly. And, you know, it's, there's, it's always a challenge, you know, figuring out how to get, 
get there and and mm-hmm. we all wish we just had money to throw at the problem to hire somebody else to do oh. things that we don't want to do <laughs> but you know we're both bootstrapped and we don't have that luxury a lot of the time so we have to get a little bit more creative uh, mm-hmm. and unfortunately some of the stuff we take on a lot of technical debt as we've talked about in the past yep <laughs> and letting some stuff slide because it's like that's a future pooch problem right or a future yep, Andrew problem. exactly uh but at some point you know that that'll come back to get you and so you know striking Mm -hmm. that balance is interesting but let's dive into the meat and potatoes of the meal today shall we the 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 theme the the thing we're going to talk about on today's episode is uh new year's resolutions and the first person that says that they're uh, New Year's resolution is to is 4K or whatever that stupid joke that everybody keeps doing about like oh it's uh, 1024 by 768 ha 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 I will reach through the internet and slap you it's not funny stop using that <laughs> joke it's not a good joke um, and yes I'm the gatekeeper <laughs> of good jokes New Year's resolutions as applied to business so, so before we just say oh here's what our resolution is let's get some historical context so everybody's first mm-hmm. homework assignment here is to share what worked well for you last year so let's talk about 2022 we we, we talk about wins but oh, it's like okay what, what's something that was working well that you're just like okay I gotta keep doing this this year so tell us in the chat for you and Andrew's gonna tell us mm-hmm. now an initiative or a thing that he put in place that he's feeling good about like doubling down on. Mm-hmm. What do you get? Yeah. So in 22, we implemented that sort of agile process uh, in our development cycles, um, really k- taking the the concept of operating in sprints, short periods of, you know, high output work uh, to get, you know, a specific project done to completion or done to a point in which, that you know you can iterate upon later on. Um, that I think worked incredibly well for us. What we saw was in a period of about three months, we went from you know concept of our retail packaging to uh, what we call retail alpha one, which was the prototype where we were actually able to sell that at our um, at, at at the trade shows. Uh, it was at Earth. Okay. Um, so, you know, and with that, we actually had to develop some custom machinery in-house to actually make that happen. Um, so I'd say one thing that I that worked incredibly well for us was implementing that sort of agile development process. That's the, you know, uh, two-week sprints. This is all we're focused on. It doesn't matter. We've got to cross this finish line, if you will. Nice. So, Yeah. That's the, okay. That's a good start. Uh, for me, I will say material optimization. Uh, so like I've, I mentioned earlier, you know, we've had some constraints on our materials and stuff like that. We've been mm-hmm. getting really good at starting to use every piece of the Buffalo or, you know, whatever it is in terms of like minimizing mm-hmm. waste, because I'll tell you this, we don't have like a dumpster where we are. We, we literally have like a giant trash can. Uh, it's just a larger version of the trash can you probably have at home that you drag out to the curb every week, which in a manufacturing environment is a massive constraint. It is, it just happens yeah. to be the, the, 
unfortunate result of like where our building is located and what the local waste management company is willing to provide. Well, actually, it's what the landlord is willing to do. So like waste and water is supposed to come with the uh, thing. And I've tried to call to get like additional, um, not a dumpster, but like an additional bin and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, we can't. They're kind of hemming and hawing and the, there's no motivation. Unfortunately. Mm. So. Part of the challenge has been like minimizing waste, which is good. I don't want to be throwing stuff away anyway. And we have mm -hmm. room to uh, improve. Like there's still – so for – I'm going to just talk about laser cutting to start with. Um, you know, we use the vast majority of the sheet. Like there's – you know, for a set of mm -hmm. a rep box, like there's very little extra acrylic left over. It can be broken down where we can have like a week's worth of production like easily fit into it. Well, I would say easily it depends on how much we're cranking, but for the most part, fit into that. Sure. Thing. I think moving forward, I would love to find a better opportunity to like do some regrind or like find a way to reclaim some of this, like perfectly probably mm -hmm. usable acrylic. I can't find any recyclers on that front or on the 3d printing front. Unfortunately that like has any interest in answering the phone because like, we're not able to provide like two tons of regrind to them. Uh, that's worth sending a truck out for. So, sure. you know, that's that's a future pooch problem or, you know, as we scale to that, hopefully, like, we can come up with some solutions to that. But um, I am happy that we're at least producing less waste and optimizing our material because the material is just getting more expensive, too. And so waste is mm -hmm. costly. It's costly. And so mm -hmm. sometimes we have to go through these redesigns and stuff like that in an effort to op better optimize our processes. Ah, okay. Okay. So that's something that I think we did well in 2022. What, what do you guys, uh, what's that, anybody saying in the chat? Nobody's owning up to it. They're just making terrible uh, video display resolutions uh, <laughs> jokes. Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. I got a resolution. All right. All right. Moving on. Uh, so what's something that didn't work? well for you last year andrew oh all right so there's lots of them um <laughs> what's the... more than did huh mm -hmm. yeah you know they're in you know I, we we never claim that we've got it all figured out right and a lot of times we're just kind of fumbling no. around in the dark until we figure out what works for us and you know we we double down on that oh, um those are painful ones you, you doubling know, down on things that don't yeah. work is terrible strategy yeah yeah um let's see so you know some of the things that we didn't really focus on that i wish we would have would have been kind of marketing and more social media presence mm. um you know if you kind of look and see you know the the 3d gloop accounts on social media we we really don't utilize them um and that's really i think probably because in part I'm not super into the whole social media thing. Like I, I, I dabble in a little bit here or there, but it's just not my, you know, it, it's not my cup of tea, if you will. Um, and I know for a fact, like we had an amazing year this year, but had we put a little bit more effort into probably advertising, getting the word out, we probably could have expanded on that. Um, you know, and so I, I know that, our messaging, I, I would say, is probably some of the things that we really need to focus on. Um, you know, this mm -hmm. year, trying to figure that out, make that a little bit better. Um, you know, so. I, so I'll say it right now, like, this is something that we need to drill in 
much more on in in the future and i'm going to mm-hmm. echo exactly what you're saying because it was it was top of mind for me it's it's actually, actually i don't know if it's not it's not something that didn't work well i think it's it's one of my resolutions for moving forward because the way that we sell and market these days mm-hmm. is not the mm-hmm. traditional dialing for dollars like pounding the pavement like visit i mean it is yep. for certain businesses but for the types of business we are in sales are very equated to being in front of your audience and for that mm-hmm. social media is a huge part of it whether you like it or not it is if you are not putting effort into making yourself known being a member of a community sometimes um having e-blasts sending out regular emails and stuff like that like you are missing out on a lot of opportunity because i like i said like i love to say you don't have a sales problem Mm -hmm. you have an awareness problem more than anything yeah there are so many people Mm -hmm. there is so much noise out there that you have to put that effort in and unfortunately it feels i don't know for you but for me it feels like one mm-hmm. of those things that i i i i constantly put off cuz i'm like well you know what i can just i can work on that e blast later tonight or whatever yep. and i do not prioritize it the way like i i've been trying to say like i need to do an e blast once a month i can't even get a mm-hmm. once a month done because i'm yep. just constantly running around plugging holes in the dike trying to you mm-hmm. know address problems and stuff like that um but there is a massive, obvious decline mm-hmm. in our sales, like when I do not put effort into actually selling. Sure. Mm-hmm. On the social media front, uh, that's challenging for me because I use I, I use Twitter predominantly. Like, yes, we have Insta. Mm-hmm. I I lurk on TikTok. I've <laughs> I've talked about it like time and time again, and I still I don't because I don't have time, and I have a starting problem. Is as Joel likes to tell yeah. me, he's like, you just have to start, and I'm like, I know, I know, I yeah. know. I just it's not <laughs> the way I want to do it yet, or I that take wasn't good, and I, yeah, whatever. Um, yep. But uh, the the social media piece for me is like I have a we- I'm in a weird space on my Twitter specifically where it's like a bunch of it is just my personal musings, random crap, and then mm-hmm. sometimes I'll do like some promotional stuff. But I don't want my Twitter to be like just constant promos, constant sales stuff because like people see that and then they just, mm-hmm. they don't follow because it's not interesting. Right. It's like, I, they don't want to just see advertisements yep. the same way. It's like, we hate that. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at Twitter, it's like more and more laden with promo tweets. Right. Yeah. So it's a very fine line. It's an art to mm-hmm. come up with a way of like, I am informing you of an option, but I am not going to be overly trying to jam something down your throat because makers particularly this is my sure. opinion you guys tell me what you think but they hate to be sold to like they love oh, to yes. be uh, <laughs> informed and aware but they want to make the decision themselves and so mm-hmm. the way that you sell is you have to be in front of them you have to let them ask the que- what is that why do i want it why is it yep. better than this why is it better than you know, so it's like an informational sharing but it's not the hard mm-hmm. sell it's not the hard sell Yep. That's my opinion in terms of like how to effectively use it. I completely uh, as agree. A, as a marketing tool. <laughs> Tell me in the chat yeah. if you agree or if you disagree. Please disagree. I love it when people disagree with me too. 
Um, <laughs> as long as you're nice and kind about it. Don't be a jerk, to put it nicely. <laughs> um, so let's look at uh, some stuff in the chat. Alex Gibson said, what worked in 2022 for him? He moved his office. That's fantastic. Your space is such a critical component of, of your identity as a business and what your capabilities mm -hmm. are. Uh, he had multiple projects of 3D printing upgrades. That's cool. So his tool set's been expanded. Uh, Big Bang approach. Uh, do each one as its own spring to all production machines. I'm not sure I quite follow uh, you I think there, he meant Alex. sprint. He meant oh, sprint. Oh, a sprint, a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, would, mm -hmm. that would track. Okay, cool. Um, yep. and Grant at 3D Musketeers. Hey, Grant, what's up, buddy? Love to see you here. Uh, got control of his own health. Well, not exactly the business. It, it really is the business. We should talk about that mm -hmm. because that has been, yes. that has been uh, a massive initiative for me as well. Um, like, okay, let's, let's digress just really slightly on that. First of all, sure, Grant, let's I'm, do it. I'm proud of you. I think that's such an important thing because, if you burn yourself to the ground, you do nobody any good. We all know this. We all say it, but we're terrible in practice. So there's the physical mm -hmm. health and there's the mental health, right? And we've kind of, we haven't really gotten into this before, but like it is so easy for you to abuse yourself as a business owner, as a maker, to let mm -hmm. your health slide because we get stressed yeah. out we don't control stress which makes bad things happen and you hear it time mm -hmm. and time again but like it, believe me and so you start living it and really truly understanding like no stress actually will start to have a physical toll that it takes on your body and it's a completely mm -hmm. terrible downward spiraling feed feedback loop right so you mm -hmm. have to prioritize physical and mental health if you want to stay on top of your game and it's it's a, a hard thing because like anything it's a sawtooth pattern and hopefully you yep. you're looking at trend over time because we have good days we have bad days um yep and a lot of times that's dictated like if you're sleeping well if you're allowing yourself enough hours so there's the things that you can do that you're it's it's like putting the time in right and that's like mattress mm -hmm. time making sure that you are at least getting adequate sleep after you do nothing else like that is the point when your body mm -hmm. re recharges where it heals itself both mentally and physically like that sleep time is so critical and is the number one thing that suffers as an entrepreneur because you feel like you have to work harder which means you sleep less and we get caught sure. up in this thing where we're not getting we're not optimizing the quality of the time that we're spending, we just try to throw more hours at it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> and then that has a derogatory effect on the mind. Uh yep. as well. That'll that'll wear on you. It doesn't take, honestly, guys, um that many days of of poor sleep, poor, you know, to to start to really mm -hmm. take a toll on you mentally. And then that can start to affect your business relationships and like you know, oh, sure. who you're dealing with and how you're dealing with mm -hmm. like people, like people's perceptions of you and stuff like that. So it's like it can take whether or your or your mm -hmm. employees you're interacting with. Like you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the people around you to try to be at the top of your game, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a super yep. important. I don't know if it's a resolution for everybody because I think people have different handle on it, but for me, like mm -hmm. I realized, like, and I think it was a traditional COVID thing, like. The, the physical fitness slid and then the, as yep. a result, like I wasn't sleeping as well. I was eating terribly, you know, all that stuff. 
Sure. And it sucks because it's like, well, the last thing I feel like I have time to do is get to the gym and do all this other stuff too. But yeah. but my God, does it make a huge difference in terms of the quality of the hours that sure. I don't have? So it's like you're investing that time so that that if you only have six hours now to work during the day, that you're using them like they're nine hours, you know, whatever. The efficacy is mm-hmm. better. So tell me sure. in the chat if you've noticed by investing in your physical and your mental health that your efficacy in the hour, even if you have fewer hours, if you're sleeping more, like, have you seen that trend? You need to, like, convince yourself of that because I, I, I really believe that that <laughs> is important. I don't know. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely agree. Um, it's one of those things where I know myself, I've done a terrible job at taking care of my own health. Um, you know, I know my wife's always <laughs> there like, hey, we need to go and, get, you know, go walk more or exercise more. And, sure. you know, it's like, oh, you know, it, it would be, it would be easier if I had more time in the day to do that. Um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would agree uh, during the pandemic. Um, you know, 2021, we, you know, I I was a lot healthier, I would say, uh, spent time going on walks or spent time exercising, that sort of stuff. Um, and I did notice, uh, you know, kind of an overall improvement of, of my efficiency in, Mm -hmm. you know, getting Mm -hmm. things done. Um, 2022 happened where, you know, I implemented more of the sprinting and I got so dug into, you know, a lot doing a lot of these sprints where I let that slide. So, come here 23 i'm gonna try and balance it back out again <laughs> yeah hopefully you know like every resolution <laughs> i don't know about you guys but i'll say like i the covid 19 was real for me like i gained i over that i think i, I gained 20 22 23 pounds or something and it's like and it's only now i've been at it so clayton uncle jesse and i have been like in competition on this stuff which has been amazingly helpful like having somebody help motivate you mm-hmm. since november like we're like okay Mm-hmm. Like we got to take control of this. And it's only now that I'm back to like my pre, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling better. The mind is clear. Um, one of my, like a lot of these initiatives aren't necessarily business centric, but they've absolutely had effects on my mental health and my efficacy and in, in business as well. Uh, I'm trying to learn to cook. Um, that's always been a struggle for me nice. because most of the time I'm by myself. And like I've said with other things like painting or whatever, it's like that the cooking part is easy. It's all the cleanup and the prep and blah, 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 that I'm just like, uh, mm-hmm. it's such a drag clean, you know, cooking for one. And yes, you know, I know I can cook for the week and there's, you know, hacks around that and stuff, but I, it's, it's always been a very utilitarian process for me. Um, but the truth has become like in this day and age, like the benefit of that, I've seen is more in the quality of the food that I'm eating. Like if you want to control the inputs, you really have to like know what your ingredients are and you lose a lot of that when you're eating out all the time and you know, all that stuff too. And it's just something that like I never had. And you know, like I can follow a recipe, but Mm-hmm. I, I was just never really like into it. And like I said, I was just like, fine, get the calories that I need so I can function. But the quality of the calories that were going in and like what impact mm-hmm. that I'm like, I just really discounted the power of that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. Sure. You know, I wouldn't think that it would take sure. me 40, almost 45 years of my life to discover that. But like, <laughs> you know, being your own guinea pig and like starting to, to see what difference that, makes is 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 Mm -hmm. everything it's everything so um you know getting your house both physically and metaphorically Mm -hmm. in order 
um, is it's got to be step one before you can do anything else. We say like put your oxygen mask on before you help anybody else. I mean that's yep. really true, really mm-hmm. true. Um, so I you know yep. I know it's hard. I know you guys hear it from all angles and all this stuff, and, and you know I'm just you know repeating that stuff, but like. You know, try, try to, try to find like, you know, small change that influences big things. And if, if, uh, if you feel like you're, you're all over the board in the, like mental health state and too, like the, 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 the mind and the body mm-hmm. are very interconnected and you'll be surprised how much better you feel when you start investing in, in yourself in that way. Uh, and where mm-hmm. that will allow you to elevate your, your, your business, your, you know, all aspects of your life. What's the quote I read? It's like, start treating your body like it's the house you're going to live in for the next, you know, 80 years or however long you think you're going to live, right? (laughs) Like, we don't don't keep our house in order and we stress about it. And I've said in the past, too, like, my actual house that I live in has suffered, too. I come (laughs) home and I stress about all the things that are glaringly uh, neglected, you know, that I've been putting off forever, so... So sure. physical and metaphorical houses in order. Bit of a digression, <laughs> but Grant, thank you for bringing it up. Uh, very important. He also mentions like, look, it, there's no shame in having a therapist. If you need somebody to talk to, like a lot of times, yeah, uh, just getting it out. Um, I think mm-hmm. that it's very common for us as entrepreneurs to try to like retain the rate, weight of the world. Like, I, I think that's maybe more indicative. Uh, I'll speak for myself. Like when you're in a leadership position, like you, you want to project that you have it all together. Like, mm-hmm. you, because nobody's going to follow somebody that's just like a hot mess. Right. So it's, yep. that is such a challenge, right? Like where, cause like we need, mm-hmm. it needs to be okay that it's hard for us some days as well. But yep. You, when you're in front of your people, you know, you need to project confidence. Right. And so we tend to mm-hmm. internalize a lot of those things to our own sure. peril sometimes. So, yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Any more to add on that front? No, I mean, I think you, I think you really summarized it up pretty good. Um, you know, I, I know that, you know, for, like I was saying earlier for us moving forward in, in 23, you know, trying to find that balance of that, you know, here's my life on the side and making it more instead of it being on the side, it's, I have a life and I also have a business, you know, because I'm, I'm one of those types of people that it's like, Oh, well I'll put things on the side and I'm focusing on, you know, what's, what's interesting to me and you know, what I'm getting that drive and passion for. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but too much of a good thing can turn into being a bad thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my mom always likes to say, you know, too much of anything isn't good for you, right? Like, yeah, except maybe mm-hmm. love, <laughs> <laughs> love and kindness. No, but balance, right? You know, that's that's mm-hmm. it's it's well said, and it's it's hard because it's like when you're in the midst of it, it's hard to keep that ten thousand foot view of like where you are on the curve, yep. where you know where things are. Sure, and everything is great until it's not a lot of the time. So it's like. <laughs> You know, you're never quite sure where that breaking point is. Uh, And so, you know, hopefully you're, like I said, it's going to be a sawtooth. It's going to be okay to have down days. Sometimes you just got to, like, sometimes my my mantra is just like, uh, screw it. Let's get to tomorrow. Like, the day is scrapped. (laughs) I'm calling it here, and we're going to start again tomorrow. And and honestly, like, uh, just getting a good night's sleep, starting fresh, like, 99 times out of 100 is all it takes for me. I know it's not everybody's, 
you know, thing, but, mm-hmm. but sometimes you got to just force yourself to relax and reset and, and allow yourself that space. Uh, cause otherwise sure. you're just gonna, yeah, it's not gonna do anybody good. Um, okay. I'm sounding like a broken record now back to <laughs> other aspects of improvement. I mean, it's an important part of, of resolutions for everybody. Absolutely. Per- personal, the personal mm-hmm. and the business are highly intertwined. Clearly, clearly, clearly. Um, so we talked about what worked well. Uh, mm-hmm. we mentioned some stuff that maybe hasn't worked as well. So you brought up, you know, the social media aspect. Mm-hmm. I, I echo that, that like mm-hmm. I'm neglecting things that I know fundamentally we need to be doing. So there's little sure. hacks, right? Like, like I said, we need to influence small change to, you know, get to big change. Uh, so yep. I, you know, got on the calendar and I started putting like, okay, uh, third Wednesday of the week is going to be like my e-blast. Uh, and I'm going to yep. do that and I'm going to try to stick to my calendar. I'm going to set the reminders. I'm going to pester myself via technology and see how that works. There and you go. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yep. I think part of the hack too is like starting the day with the primary initiative for the day. Don't mm-hmm. allow it to be put off. For me, mm-hmm. that seems to be the key. Um, mm-hmm. because inevitably I'll go into the shop and then there's like 10 other fires and then the, the primary initiative. Sure. Flies, right. So maybe mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, I'm trying to stay home and like focus and work on it as my primary initiative, uh, and, mm-hmm. and then go in because the, the thing is the fires are, yeah, they suck and they happen. And there are times where it's like, I don't want to be the blocker to, to keeping my other, you know, people from doing things sure. because that feels like mm-hmm. a waste of time and money. Like if they can't get their job done. Um, and mm-hmm. so identifying one of my big, res- we're going to talk about resolutions now. One of my big resolutions is like identifying those blockers and really truly committing to understanding, like, does it have to be me uh, and, and mm-hmm. trying to invest more in like, how do I take that off my plate? So I am not the one blocking and yep. That's a challenge because historically that that makes us think, well, we got to hire somebody, but it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. are you need to start thinking outside of the box. Is if your resources are limited too, it's not always like a throw money at the problem. Like yep. you got to get creative. We are problem mm-hmm. solvers by nature, and we got to problem solve. And so sometimes it can be, sometimes it can be just like uh, maybe a short term thing where it's like go on Fiverr and find somebody to do it, right? Or set up a yep. process or. Ask yourself if what the problem is uh, even is necessary or needs or like, uh, why why are you where you are, right? Like we don't even take time sure. to, to analyze like if it even makes sense half the time because we're just caught mm-hmm. feel yep. going around. Yep, absolutely. So start, start feeding us some of the things that you, you know where you are, what's worked, what hasn't worked. Now let's mm-hmm. apply that and say like, okay, what's the plan for 2023, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Well, so, you know, one of the things that um, that I'd say, you know, that I mentioned, you know, really didn't work for us was, you know, just being able to, um, you know, put out, you know, information about our products or, you know, be on social media, trying to interact with community. Um, and so moving forward, we're trying, <laughs> we're trying to, uh, you know, we're, we're really trying to, uh, you know, change that. Um 
kind of mix up our messaging and, you know, go back to that drawing board, um, you know, of, of what, what is, you know, what is Gloop and, you know, how do we, how do we involve people? How do we involve the community? How do we, you know, yes, grow the business further um, and, you know, just be more, you know, communicative, um, you know, as a, as a whole, instead of just, you know, like focused it. on what we're doing here internally. Um, other big things that, uh, you know, we've, that, that I want to change for 23, the last product, the last new product that we launched was back in 2019. So we have been basically, you know, in a holding pattern for years now of working on new product or working on new technology or chemistries that we haven't released. We haven't done anything with. Mm. And so 23, we really, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely going to double down on, we've got a bunch of things in the works and we just, we need to get them across the finish line and just out there. Let's dig in know? on that a second. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know what we call mm-hmm. it. Cause we, we talk about technical debt as the, um, mm-hmm. the things that uh, we've put off that we haven't capitalized on, but what is the equivalent for like IP that is yet unrealized, right? Like, mm-hmm. because I think part of our failing for 2022 is I spread our uh, way too thin in terms of like the things that we have in the hopper, that have not been realized. Mm-hmm. Like we've tied up a ton of time and money in, in unfinished product that's launched mm-hmm. or initiatives or whatever. And some of it has had to be sidelined because we realized like, we just don't have the funds to take it across the line. But some of it has sure. just been like, we've been trying to keep too many balls in the air. So how yep. do you strike that balance? Well, one, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. Uh, unrealized, uh, I think, yeah, it's just unrealized R and D efforts. Yes, right. Unrealized you, you put in a bunch. You, you put in a bunch of effort into your R and D, and that hopefully is going to result in some sort of commercialized product or something that you're going to be able to extract value out of that R and D. It's an investment, but now it's unrealized earnings, essentially, you know, yeah. or potential earnings from that R&D investment. Um, you know, maybe you didn't do the R&D well enough where, you know, again, it's like, oh, well, you got to keep going into R&D. Maybe you only half mm-hmm. did it and then realized, hey, I can't take this any further. So you pause it. And it's like, well, all of that effort now is just kind of like, you know, stuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And, so and it, how, it do always, you, how do you get back to it? And it always takes longer and more, so more time, more money than we expect, right? Like, I don't know yeah. why we just constantly fall in the trap of like oh this is gonna be easy we're gonna take it and we're gonna get it out there and uh <laughs> and we're gonna start selling it's gonna sell gangbusters and uh yep. profit and then retire yeah uh never works that way um so why one my question to you is why is that and mm-hmm. and how do you not fall into the same trap this year sure so i think i think as makers and i know i am a hundred percent guilty of this we see all of the potential opportunities in front of us. And then, you know, for, for me, my personality, you know, I, I, I think of myself as a connector where I'm able to take, you know, ideas or information from one area that I'm, you know, experienced in and I can apply it in a different area. And, you know, then I can see how these things connect and I, I'm, I'm able in, you know, to, to, I guess, realize or potentially realize the 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 potential that that connection has and so that spawns new ideas or new things new areas that we want to go and target as a business or as just a maker in general right and a lot of times it's that shiny object syndrome that that kind of rears up and it's like oh 
I want to go chase this. Look that up, yeah, guys, you if know. you don't know what he's talking about. We talked about shiny object <laughs> syndrome with Dave Randolph from Printed Solid. It is a real thing. It is worth looking into, but carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you know, as a, as a maker, as a hobbyist, you know, just as a tinkerer, we have to realize, like, when when is it now a shiny object? We have to become better at realizing that and stop putting in a bunch of effort into these these little things that aren't really going to impact the overall scope of what it is that you're working on as a whole. Right. Um, and in many cases, you could also fall into the trap where you you feel like you have to do this in order to get to the next level of business or the next phase of things. When in many cases, it's more just about working through whatever fire it is instead of coming out, you know, coming out of, uh, you know, like this perfect solution, making this, this ideal, perfect product or ideal, perfect, you know, device, mm. just getting it to a MVP is really what we need to all focus on and, and just say, episode. okay, yeah. good enough. Right. Oh, um, instead so of a hard, perfect man. realized, I am not thing. a like good enough person. I mean, I am in mm-hmm. some regards, but I'm really not in others. And I don't know. That is that is always a challenge. But yeah, yeah you're, you're, it's, and, a, and, it's a good challenge. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. And and for for like us, you know, I know that in 20, you know, in 21 and in 22, we had some really cool chemistries that we were working on. Mm. And we took it down to, you know, having, you know, prototype samples. I mean, I even sent you some, I sent out some, you know, really cool samples to other people and I got feedback and yeah. And people were like, this is, this is really exciting. Um, You know, it works. It's great. But for me, it was, it wasn't good enough. And what I realized was, is like, well, wait, you know, I, I realized it's way too late. It's we, we kept pushing it, kept changing it, kept, you know, fine tuning it. And mm-hmm. we, we kind of lost sight of, OK, we just needed to get it out there and then iterate upon it. Um, and, you know, we've been in this holding pattern ever since. And it was all because, you know, in, in many cases, it was like, well, we got to solve this piece in order to get it out for people to actually like it. And in reality, we didn't have to solve that piece at all. You know, it was such a minute little aspect of the product. Well, you're always your own <laughs> worst critic for sure. And I think that's part of the challenge, recognizing that and being like, mm-hmm. you know, let's get it out. You know, the, part of the challenge with that, uh, for for me at least, is that when you – it's at odds with my notion that, like, as a bootstrapped individual, like, if you rush things out – you're potentially mm-hmm. wasting uh, time and money if you miss, right? So mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between establishing MVP and then just being hasty in releasing sure. uh, and all that stuff. And I, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm at odds with my, but like I've had conversations with my production manager a number of times about about this too, where it's like there's certain things where I'll dig on and like, I'm, I don't want to ship this until we have it buttoned up because like the cost of having to either reship something we were wrong on or mm-hmm. potentially create confusion with um, resellers or just having to redo uh, the build guide or the bill of materials listing or any of that stuff is always um, mm-hmm. uh, potential waste, right? Like, like we invest mm-hmm. a lot of time and energy in a lot of the administrative support materials of our product. Oh, yeah. Whether it's 
photos, website listing. And so it's like anytime we do a rev change and if it's substantially where it looks different enough and a customer's like, wait a minute, I ordered this, but I got this and it doesn't look the same. It, it can cause confusion. It can make them feel like they're not getting what they paid for. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I don't want to have to go through those time consuming steps again. And, um, sure. And, and it's all about control, like problem solving in my mind, a lot of it is all about controlling variables. And so the more variables that you have out there that are in the mm -hmm. mix, whether it's like mm -hmm. systems of resellers and stuff like, like, for example, our what like basic stuff, like our website listing, if that's not kept current and then the resellers don't have the current stuff and they're getting products. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and, and you can't assume that when you say, hey, you know, we're doing a dot release and like uh, you need to update your yep. photos now. Like there's a lot of handholding. Like so the more people you have selling, the more you have to like make sure that everybody is singing from the same hymnal or, you know, reading mm -hmm. from the same script or whatever. And um, that's yep. that's where that scaling and that growth becomes challenging as you get bigger, because to the end user, you know, yeah, maybe they bought something of yours from a reseller, but they're going to blame you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and yep. so it, be it becomes, it's always a, a project management or what's that? Oh, I just bought a great shirt from tested.com. It's not a problem to solve. It's a process to manage. Um, yep. I haven't gotten it yet, but when I do, I'm going to wear it. And I, I think that needs to be like <laughs> one of our, it's just a perfect title for a thing. Um, uh huh. Because that yep. is, that's at the end of the day, that's, that's absolutely that's what it is. You're, you're, sure. you're creating process and we don't think of it that way. A lot of times we're just cut caught in mm -hmm. problem solving, not process creation. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, now we've got two good ideas of things to talk about in the future. Huh? We'll forget to look <laughs> back on timestamp it. Um, but yes, these are, these are the, these are the challenges and stuff moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. more initiatives, more initiatives for 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, things to improve, things you want to do better. Uh, you, you, you talked about getting more of your things out mm -hmm. into the wild, but obviously that's yep. easier said than done. Mm -hmm. It is. Yep. Another, another big initiative I think for us now is, is, um, you know, and I've said this before, like Gloop has, has grown. Uh, we've, we've taken that bootstrap approach. We started this out of my basement. Um, it has since evolved to take over pretty much my entire house. Um, we started the process your wife uh, this that? year of, yeah, she, she hates it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. you, you know, <laughs> uh, but she's super supportive. She understands. So, you know, we're, we're, we're making it work. She lives in the, it's like living inside of Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah. Basically. Literally. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And you know, she's, she's always like, we, we're getting, we're getting new manufacturing equipment in and she's like, Oh, what's this? You know, where's this going to go? Yeah. Just wait till the Oompa Loompas <laughs> you know. start showing up. Uh, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we're, we're getting to a point where, um, it's, it's time to, it's time to move out. And we started the process, uh, last year. And we made some good head headway. Unfortunately, you know, we ran into some issues, um, you know, municipalities, zoning, that sort of stuff. But um, the big goal, I think, for us in 23, uh, you know, is, you know, we, we kind of we've had an internal meetings. We want to release new products. We haven't released new products in a long time. That's one thing we're going to focus on. Other thing we're going to focus on, really refactoring our messaging, really refactoring, you know, kind of how we're communicating out into the world uh, so that we can launch those new products. And the other big thing 
is getting a space that we can call our own so that Gloop can properly grow. Uh, there have been so many little things, band-aids, things that, you know, duct tape and, you know, a bubble gum that are holding things together uh, mm -hmm. that we can mm -hmm. keep running production. And it, it can't keep going like this. It's just, mm. it's, it, you know, we've stretched it out as far as we can. It's time to, it's time to grow up. So I think, I think big goals for 23, eventually getting our own space um, and, uh, you know, really scaling up manufacturing. Uh, you know, some of the things that I've talked about, <laughs> I gotta tell you know, you, man, with you that... is, is, it changes everything. Yeah. It really does. It does. Um, mm -hmm. it, that, that, that's, I, I don't want to trivialize, like there are plenty of good home-based businesses that are always home-based businesses and, and will be, but like, it just really changes the game entirely when you have your own space, when you have the overhead associated with it, like it's, it's a different league. Like, a, mm -hmm. and I don't want to, I don't know if legitimacy is fair, but like certainly, sure. Uh, I think people think of businesses that like have an actual brick and mortar storefront that aren't run out of a garage or a home office in a different mm -hmm. fashion than, you know, a home-based business. Um, mm -hmm. and again, not a shot against anybody. Like I started in my garage, you, you still in your house and you're looking to move mm -hmm. out and stuff like that. But it, it, yeah, I mean, the stakes become higher. It changes everything. Your overhead absolutely increases, but your legitimacy and your, you know, it's like you you, you need that for growth. Like, and we're at yep. the point where it's like, I know I want to be in a bigger facility, but, you know, yep. controlling that, yep. uh, you know, and, mm -hmm. and working with what you got is is, is key as well. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the last, the, one of my big resolutions for 2023 is I, I kind of started to say like identifying things that I can offload, but to elaborate a little bit more on that, it's um, it's being better at, I'll just give a specific. I mentioned before, mm -hmm. I love the product development. I love the prototyping. I love getting the thing out there. I hate like the instructions, the documentation, all that stuff. Like, so <laughs> hacking, like coming up with workflow, investing in process, um, mm -hmm. while it doesn't feel like something like, well, when the funds are limited, like I don't necessarily have money to throw more and more hours at like trying to come up with like a better way to build documentation. But I recognize that <clears throat> part of our limitation for revenue is like having enough, like we need to continue to innovate. We need to have new product and all that stuff. And, and if I am being blocked by the pain points of all of the, things in support of that product i need mm -hmm. to invest in making that less painful mm -hmm. um and that's tough because it doesn't always feel like we have more i guess you could technically classify that as r&d dollars or whatever like there's there's sure. exploration there's things like we need is there software we can use is there like are we just going about it all wrong it's it's hours it's having meetings Meetings are things to bootstrap people that feel like a waste of time and money a lot of the time. Like, let's more doing, less talking mm -hmm. about doing. But the truth is, like, the planning is so critical. If we, we got to figure out how to nip this pain point in the bud of, like, how do we streamline creating all of the support materials that we need to get these new products out the door? And how mm -hmm. do we identify products that are are most worth approaching versus not? Because I am plagued with ideas just like you are all the time. And mm -hmm. 
maybe 10% of them are actually like good viable, but you don't know that sure. until you like get it out there. And sometimes you're just too early or you haven't invested in marketing it well or what, you know, there's a, there's any number of factors that contribute to whether an idea works or not. But the mm-hmm. looking for the common thread for us across mm-hmm. any of the things that are, and our barriers to getting more product out there and more revenue opportunity out there is mm-hmm. taking the pain out of the things that are creating resistance to making that happen. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that requires planning investment and all this stuff. And so we're mm-hmm. really, really trying to focus on better, more streamlined ways, more ways to quickly iterate and create the necessary tools needed so that it's an ex- the experience of not only having the product and being happy about the product is good, but because we are kit based a lot of the time, like we have to invest a lot yeah. more in that documentation and that, um, Uh, Mm -hmm. the the guides right because we're not we're not selling finished product it'd be a different story if it was like hey cool take it out of the box whatever and then they just have to know how to use it no it's like how do i get it together effectively how do i understand and all that stuff and there's more i feel like that goes Mm -hmm. into the latter part just like there is more that goes into the prep and the cleanup than the painting like this is the prep Mm -hmm. and the cleanup in my mind of making kit products yep and that's not an easy thing because there's a number of different ways to go about it and, you know, what we do. And, um, but we've identified like, mm-hmm. okay, like, and it's slow and tedious when we're first like, maybe this tool is the way to do it. We're trying to move more from like video and still photos in our guide to using CAD models so that when we update it, sure. it's easier to port it over. And I don't have to like have a blocker of like taking it home in my photo area, taking yep. pictures and stuff like that major initiative for us in 2023 if we can crack that nut i think we can get a lot more product (laughs) out and hopefully drive some better revenue and get some of those projects out there to completion because the stuff i've shown off at murph and earth and our trade shows and stuff are blocked now literally by the support materials and nothing else Mm -hmm. and that is that's it's ridiculous we have too much money <laughs> tied up in 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 cut parts and stuff like that, and, and process and packaging and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> Talking about it just makes me stressed a little bit because it's like oh, I'm, I'm embarrassed. It's like oh, we were supposed to have this thing out in July, and then it was going to be in November, and then it was going to be you know, and then here we are, almost February, and it's still not done. But yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> It gets done yep. when it gets done, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's another subject. Talking about like what, what, how do you, how do you create realistic goals, and what amount of pressure should you put on yourself to meet those goals, right? And, and at what cost? That's a good one. Yeah, kind of goes one. ties in with MVP <laughs> as well. Man, yep. that's a solid 60 for us. Uh, yeah, it is. Lots of good stuff on resolutions. I hope you guys um, had a good time. I hope you got some ideas. I hope that uh, you are able to set some goals for yourself because that's really what resolutions are. We, we talk about New Year's resolution, but goal setting is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. you got to know what yep. target you're aiming at, especially – with business, right? It doesn't do you any good. We, we, we're guilty of the shotgun approach, the throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. But at the end yep. of the day, resources are limited. You want to be a sniper, not a, you know, shotgunner. Um, yep. you know, and, and, and you have to know what you're aiming at. Uh, so 
Absolutely. Focus on mm-hmm. that. Identify your goals. Spend the time to write down your ideas. Do a little planning. All that stuff goes a long way. We say it sound like a broken record, but it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep. And treat yourself nicely. Be good to your <laughs> health. <laughs> uh, get get the brakes. Make sure that you're operating. You're, you're the primary engine that's driving your business. And uh, if you're mm-hmm. not changing your oil and taking care of yourself um if you stop running the whole thing stops running so the whole thing you collapses you gotta yep. invest in yourself as well we'll let go of that again andrew mm-hmm. as always a pleasure uh and yeah. everybody in the chat uh, all our awesome uh, uh participants thank you as always for joining us and we will catch you next week when we'll pick some new topic to talk about maybe we'll have a guest maybe we won't you know who knows you never know we fly by the seat of our pants here, but we have fun while we do it. Mm-hmm. Until then, I wish everyone a happy weekend, a again, a happy new year, and uh, let's maintain that optimistic energy uh, to to drive and have the best year yet. Uh, and Andrew's going to double do it. double again this year. Uh, and if he doesn't... Oh, man, that'd be exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hold you accountable to it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week on Maker That Money Podcast. Till then, I'm Pooch from Repcord with my partner, Andrew from 3D Gloop. (laughs) Signing (laughs) off. Bye-bye.